This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, we've broached in the past. I wanted to bring it up again because uh, this was a court of appeal in Quebec that recently upheld Bill 21. That's the bill that uh, sees people in the public service like school teachers, judges, police officers, government lawyers uh, barred from wearing religious garb like hijabs or turbans while at work. And uh, so it may now go to another court level. But Michael Bryant is weighing in on this matter as it continues to fester. He's the exec director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Mr. Bryant, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good to be on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. So uh, where are we going with this now? Because this was a court of appeal that uh, upheld Bill 21. Uh, they say that they, the law should be allowed to stand until the constitutional challenges are heard in Quebec's Superior Court. Is that the next rung in the ladder? Uh, well, uh, I always thought that this um, decision was going to go to the Supreme Court of Canada, and uh, I, you're going to hear from us officially this week, but you won't be surprised to hear that we're looking very closely at appealing the decision of the Quebec Court of Appeal. The, 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 um, th- there's really two parts to this litigation. The first part was we, is the application that's happening in October uh, over four weeks uh, the, the second part um, was we wanted to pause uh, the operation or suspend the operation of the legislation until the application took place. Why? Uh, because of all the harm that it was causing. It, it, people were losing their jobs. People were leaving the province because uh, they were having the uh, official majoritarian identity of Quebecers being forced upon them. And uh, we we thought that it met the legal test for for an injunction. Uh, the Court of Appeal disagreed. Uh, d- sorry, I should say two two out of three judges disagreed. The Chief Justice agreed with our argument, and uh, which um, uh, makes uh, the possibility of an appeal up to the Supreme Court of Canada uh, more likely. And you, you can expect that if Quebec had lost uh, the case, they would be appealing to the Supreme Court of Canada uh, to see whether or not in a an injunction should be put in place, whether or not we should be pausing some or parts of the law, because uh, between now and then, you know, you just, the dignity that's being lost by Quebecers every day that this uh, law is in place, we, like we can't, they can't get that back. The people who are leaving their jobs and leaving the province and, and uh, being discriminated against uh, just for being themselves uh, is, um, is not something that, uh, we can uh, repay them for, or we can uh, right that wrong. So that's why you bring an injunction to try and pause everything, because the argument is that there is what the lawyers call irreparable harm, uh, which is maybe a fancy way of saying really, really, really harmful. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, the court uh, seemed to agree on that, that it was very harmful, but um, the court split on uh, whether or not the the constitutional uh, test had been met. And so uh, uh, rather than me arguing why we are right uh, here on the Oakley Show, we'll 
um, make our legal arguments first this week and let the court and the public know what we're going to do. And um, and then we'll file our materials uh, if that's what we decide to do, um, uh, you know, uh, and try and move this along as quickly as possible because we – we really do feel like every day that goes by is is a day that an injustice is taking place in the province. And I just I can't believe that that province would do that, that the voters would elect a government to do that. But that's up to them. They can do that. What our organization does um, is we fight for people's rights uh, more often than not who are in the minority. And in this case, it is only the minorities who are being harmed. Right. Which is why I just wondered aloud off the top whether this is going to the next rung, the Quebec Superior Court, or should mm-hmm. just be, uh, you know, on the express lane to this uh, Supreme Court of Canada. And the injunction to which you uh, allude, that's, of course, to stop the immediate harm, which is happening on a daily basis. As a quick aside, I understand some provinces like Manitoba are actually uh, recruiting or soliciting mm-hmm. people from Quebec to come there and you can be whoever you want to be in whatever garb you want to be. But uh, that's how it's playing out. But Mm -hmm. the idea that Quebec is uh, stating with its uh, laicity act uh, that they'd like to uh, put forth uh, a secular society uh, and saying religion has no place in the public square. Is there any merit to that approach or argument? Uh, it, you know the the idea that uh, religion is involved in the in the public square, I guess, depends on what you mean by the public square. I mean, uh, a government certainly isn't uh, determined by religion. The government is determined by uh, um, by by the legislature and how each member of the national assembly conducts themselves will be in part informed by what their constituents say. Um, the idea that uh, we need to tell people how to dress who are going to work as teachers or nurses or, um, you know, telling a police officer he can't have a crucifix anywhere on his uh, on his on on himself or uh, telling a, a judge or, or, a, or a prosecutor that they can't wear a yarmulke. If that's part of their identity or or for a female teacher that she can't wear a hijab, that's her scarf around around the head, um, uh, not the burqa, but the hijab, the one that uh, you see um uh, all the time that mm-hmm. the uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand was wearing uh, is um, is just tell is just telling people how to beat and what identity is uh, is uh, you know the official permissible legal identity of Quebec and and to to my mind that's tyrannical that's oppressive that ignores people's freedoms uh, they are using um, the override charter, the override provision in the charter already. They're saying that Section 33 will apply. So uh, our, our ability to make charter arguments is um, limited by that. So instead, our main arguments are not charter arguments. Uh, we argue uh, that the, um, the law really can't be enforced. It's too vague, um, the way that it's written. And secondly, that they are... Um, that they are legislating in the field of religion and morality, and that's a federal matter, not a provincial matter. So uh, no matter what the legal arguments are, I think um, what's happening is that Quebec, which has spent uh, their entire modern history arguing that they are a distinct society, that this distinct society refuses to acknowledge and permit the freedom of distinct societies within that distinct society from operating. And the um, and we say that's unconstitutional. 
well, yeah, if not out and out ironic, uh, but, yeah. you know, and I mean, the notwithstanding clause for all intents and purposes was ushered in to accommodate Quebec, and now they're using it. They've invoked closure. How do you get around the notwithstanding clause? Uh, the notwithstanding clause applies to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, so the, the equality uh, uh, section 15. But the notwithstanding clause does not apply to um, other provisions of the Constitution. So, for example, Section 28 of the Constitution Act 1982, which refers to gender discrimination, you can't use the notwithstanding clause for that. Um, the notwithstanding clause does not apply to um, the division of powers argument. So if uh, the federal government decided to pass a law, um, you know, forbidding LRTs uh, across Canada, that would be unconstitutional because they don't have any uh, jurisdiction over local transit that's provincial. So we're arguing that what Quebec is doing is really a federal matter. The criminal law, morality, religion, that's all, those are federal powers under our 1867 Constitution. And uh, so they, they've inhabited that field by passing this, uh, the, this Bill 21, and therefore it's unconstitutional. Again, with Michael Bryant, Executive Director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, hoping to file an injunction uh, any day now, I guess, is uh, what you intimated, yeah. against this Bill 21 out of Quebec that continues to fester. Uh, there are some unintended consequences, as I understand it, uh, where, again, if this is the provincial government, you know, even standing on the idea of secularism and equality and uh, so on and so forth, uh, Women are feeling equally discriminated, or uh, I guess disproportionately discriminated yeah. against because they can't work in their chosen field, so it's right. uh, incumbent upon their husbands to earn the living. Some are suggesting that as by way of one example, how this is, uh, as I say, unintended consequences or another dimension of discrimination, would you say? Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I can say from experience, unintended consequences are often the result of uh, provincial legislation that gets rushed. And in this case, the, the legislation, Bill 21, that passed, it passed on a Sunday. Well, you can, you, you know, you can any, any time legislation passes on a weekend, you know that they were rushing it. I, I, there must have been some internal political deadline attached where they promised to get it passed by a certain date. But uh, it, it reads as if it was rushed. And so I'm not surprised that there's unintended consequences. The, the, uh, the bottom line is, is uh, it's treating people differently and to their detriment. And why? Uh, because of who they are, their very identity, how they um, want to uh, present themselves to the world. And in, in this case, this happens to involve um, religious obligations. But, you know, anytime a government's telling people how to dress, um, you know, it's fine. Police officers have to have uniforms. But at a certain point, anytime they're telling you how to dress, they're operating at a level uh, that uh, I think is just uh, a tyrannical and beyond any appropriate use of, of powers. And that's what this is. This is an abuse of power. It, the, 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 the policy upon which they, they supposedly base this is uh, a French policy that was devised in the 19th century during the French Revolution to resist uh, the overreach of the Catholic Church. Uh, well, today the Catholic Church plays no role either in French society substantially or in Quebec, uh, maybe people go to church, but nobody would suggest that the Pope is having any uh, is interfering in, in any way with what the Quebec people do. Um, the Pope's got nothing to do with this, so uh, it's 
Um, I, I think it's bull. Uh, I think this is just an Islamophobic bill, and and they're blowing the dog whistle of bigotry, and they're uh, you know suggesting that it, it, it's about secularism when in fact it, it, it's not. Uh, the, the only the only group that's specifically targeted are 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 face coverings, and you know the only religious um, face covering um, of the of any of the great major religions is. Um, uh, Muslim, uh, the religion of Islam. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's what this is about. That, that's how it started. The, and you know, the, they're all a pox on all their houses. The the previous Liberal government did the same thing. We brought a challenge and succeeded with our injunction on that on that law. And uh, and then this new government came in, brought in uh, an even more um, offensive law. And uh, while we 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 haven't succeeded at the Superior Court and the Court of Appeal, um, maybe we will before the Supreme Court of Canada, and in any event, uh, you know there will be a hearing in uh, in October. But that's that's a long way away. You know that's, that's yeah. a long time and a lot of jobs and a lot of people and a lot of harm, a lot of disruption. Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that you would say, uh, you know, with Quebec and uh, referencing historically, you know, the Napoleonic Code and collective rights, uh, which they see as being paramount versus individual rights, say in, in the rest of Canada, and the Supremes will have to, uh, I guess, render a decision on that. Good luck with the injunction. We're watching this one carefully because uh, I think to your point, uh, it is beyond draconian and uh, overly intrusive. But I appreciate your time in explaining where uh, you stand at present uh, with this as the Executive Director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Thank you, Mr. Bryant, very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about this important issue. And thanks for... Uh for uh, for for staying on top of it as you have. Not all media in Ontario uh, and across Canada have done that, but you certainly have, and I'm grateful. Well, we'll talk again then. I appreciate it. Yep. Okay. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 